Okay, all right. You've landed on Island 49. I'm your host, Weston Smith. Just getting settled in. Took a, a few days uh, away from the pod, a few days away from just the NFL in general. Uh, obviously, welcome the new addition to the family. So we're just getting settled in, uh, getting ready to go, begin that uh, fun old paternity leave, and we'll spend more time with you uh, while I'm not in the, the everyday gig, if you will, outside of being a, a dad and, and a husband, of course. But wanted to get this out this afternoon. I wanted to get it out prior to round two um, of the 2023 NFL draft. And I wanted to talk about what we all saw transpire last night or lack of lack thereof. And, and it's hard for me to walk away from what I saw last night and not feel like the 49ers are, are losers from round one, let me let me clarify that. Right, still a highly competitive team, um, in a, in a much weaker conference in in the National Football League, but here we are, our second consecutive year of missing the opportunity to potentially add some top tier type talent and youth to this roster, which wouldn't sting as much if the move that we made to put us in this particular situation felt like it had a course or felt like it was coming to fruition or had some sort of resolution to it. But here we go, um, walking into the season with a ton of uncertainty around the quarterback position, which that trade in the 2020 draft was supposed to rectify and fix for us so that being void of two consecutive first-round picks didn't feel like it would have as much of an impact. Um Today, we don't even draft till the end of the second portion of day two. Now, I do expect that there's some names that that slide that are, are high on the board for the 49ers. They'll, they'll make the move because they have the 11 picks over the next two days to be able to slide accordingly, um, find those best players available, You know, be very intentional in targeting specific uh, positions, et cetera. But just for the mere fact that they're in their second year, um, consecutively without having a first-round pick because of the, the Trey Lance trade. And again, no resolution in sight to this potential issue. It, it That makes it sting. That makes it, you know, you feel like you're missing out, right? Like it's, it's Christmas Eve and you're watching all the kids and in the family unwrap gifts and you're like, where's mine? So totally understand that. I think what makes it worse is I mentioned earlier that weaker conference there's only a few teams that stand out to me that are immediate competitors rolling into 2023. And we watched two of them in a vacuum and on paper, albeit, get significantly better. So you have your defending NFC champs, right? The, the Philadelphia um, Eagles somehow adding Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in the first round. We knew they had two first round picks. We know they had a mass exodus, uh, exodus of talent. We know that they were going to be able to bring back some of uh, additional youth to this team with those two first round picks just never thought in a million years it'd be those two super talented individuals depending whose draft board you're looking at you're talking about two top 10 talent individuals that were acquired in the top 30 picks i don't know how the nfl like there always seems to be this team that just like hey they stay the course um they're they're patient and somehow it, you know, it pans out for, for them. The Baltimore Ravens used to do this back in the day. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs have been in that position to just add talent, even though they're at the bottom half of the first round while other teams are reaching, um, panicking, et cetera. It's happened to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, Jalen Carter, arguably outside of his off the field 
um, issues that have taken place recently, which drew to character concerns around him to enforce him to slide a little bit, could potentially be positioned as the best player available in this draft, including those quarterbacks, the three of which went in the top four picks. Nolan Smith's another guy, just flies all over the football field. I think at the combine, what do you run, like a 4-3-9 or something like that? That's crazy for, for his position type. And, you know, they – I don't know. Like, you, you stay the course, they get better. And then, again, going back to me saying that we don't have the opportunity to add the additional talent, um, you know, not picking till 99 overall. And I know we've been stacking – you know, accordingly over the years and have people that we feel in their second and third season with a little bit, uh, you know, of the maturation process under their belt might be able to step in. But this, this is superstar talent, again, in a vacuum that it looks like this team, the defending NFC champs, are adding to their roster. And then you can, you don't even have to go that far. You can stay right in division and talk about Seattle adding arguably the top wide receiver um, in the draft. Could potentially, you know, um, that that wide receiver core becomes pretty scary with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, um, and now Jackson and Jigba, uh, Smith and Jigba. It's, you know, I know Tyler Lockett's on is on the back nine of, of his career, but he's still highly productive. And even if he is to slide, you know, between DK and then now adding um, JSN, you're looking at two folks or two people that could haunt the 49ers for, for quite some time. I know that comes back to the quarterback position, but and Gino's on a, a yearly rental based on that extension um, that he signed. And some, you know, the optimist, the optimistic 49er fans are going to say, yeah, well, you know, it's all up to Gino and, you know, he'll cave and what good is having this talent? Um, you know, if you don't have the individual qualified to get him the rock. And, and I, I understand that sentiment, but what I, would caution you all to remember is that this is just a team in division that was a playoff, you know, team last year that is still adding intricate pieces. Um, and I think they're trying to regrow this Legion of boom when that defense was so fierce. Right. I mean, you saw great play from the rookie corners last year um, in, in Wooten and Bryant. And now they went ahead and pulled off who I, in my guesstimation was kind of corner cornerback one in this year's draft. Devin Witherspoon, physical guy, comes up and covers. We'll get his hands on you. Um, you're going to have some more dog fights now, especially between like Debo and Ayuk are already feisty individuals themselves. Team got better. I, I, I don't care how you spin it. You know, uh, a, a competitive, capable rival in division got better on paper where we're still stagnant, right? It still s- remains to be proven if we are a better team this year than last year. And on paper, we're still even. Um, in the sense of like, hey, we have no new additions as of late, um, especially because we haven't had to pick in the draft this year. I would say, you know, Seattle's still missing some pieces, right? They still need to be able to stop the run. You know, that offense is still a little lackluster without a tight end. Um, but they they have some youth and they have some pieces there. And then to me, they're, they're only getting better. And the, based on how I saw round one pan out, I wouldn't even be shocked to see the Seahawks. I mentioned Geno Smith's uh, scenario earlier to see them. They have the capital do if they want to slide up one or two slots. Now that Will Levis has slipped into the, the second round. Now I'm not a huge believer in Will Levis. I know there's a lot of people that are, um, could be an opportunity, uh, to, 
to have that guy of the future based on Geno's scenario, redshirt him for the year, let him sit, let him learn, um, you know, the, the mechanics of, of, of the NFL, and then boom, right? Do you have your five, seven, ten-year quarterback right there that's going to make you highly competitive in the division? So concerns, right? And the concerns don't stop at just the 49ers not having a first-round pick, let alone a second-round pick in this draft. I know we have 11 others over the next um, two two days, it's just still concerning to me when I'm watching other teams get better. Like when I look the ones that we are most notably going to compete with, when I look at the Eagles and when I look at the Seahawks, like they, they didn't, they didn't reach, right. They didn't panic. They didn't make a, a head scratching move. In my opinion, they let their board fall to them and they were, you know, very able to, to capitalize. And that, that Witherspoon pick for me is, is kind of like, a home run and then the the jsn is just icing on the cake for them like who can't not be a, a jsn fan based on his production at ohio state so again I'll, I'll go back to how i started this 49ers are still in contention for this arguably one of the league's best rosters as we sit today um, they have a ton of talent themselves but the fear is you never you never want to see the competition get better right like you you always want your team to be the one that's ascending in the right direction and doing such while adding youth to that, that roster. So I never put grades on anybody's draft or anything like that, because, you know, what do we know? We, you know, this is all in a vacuum. We don't know if any of these individuals pan out, let alone all of them, but on paper in that vacuum, things look pretty good for those teams. And now the, the ball's in the 49ers court, 11 picks over the next two days, um, I mentioned a deep, talented roster. Do you make all 11 picks and are you stashing for the years beyond? Or do you package them together and go find those five, six, seven, you know, individuals that really fit need, draft board, value, et cetera? Um, they have an opportunity here to go win day two and day three uh, of, of the draft just based on volume of picks. And candidly, to be kept into the conversation, at least in this offseason, but let's expect a, a home run, you know, or I think they need home runs on both of these days. They need to find, you know, that Dre Greenlaw-esque, that Fred Warner-esque, that Hufunga-esque guy that kind of just comes onto the scene with those later picks and might become an immediate contributor or an immediate starter. Because while the competition is still neck and neck, the youth movement that these teams are now acquiring and being able to they're essentially what they're being able to do is create larger separation over the next few years, right? That's what the difference between a win now roster looks like and a sustainable roster. Um, and I would say right now, you know, I'm not the only one to think this. All you got to do is log on to Twitter, look at all your favorite 49er content creators. And they're, they're going to tell you something very similar that <clears throat> this team's built to win now. And that's part of the conversation around, Who's the quarterback going to be? And can you invest the time to have those individuals grow? Um, grow? You have some top-heavy contracts. Now, the one thing I will say that makes me feel a little bit more at ease kind of walking out of that draft is I feel like I can breathe a little easier that we're definitely going to see another year of number 11, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think in their eyes, if they were to move on from them, because keep in mind, next year, that wide receiver room looks to cost $40 million plus between two players. So is it Debo? Is it Ayuk? 
Yes, we talked about picking up the extension, and no, we're not going to do that till after the draft. I think that gives them f- flexibility. But I think in their mind, if somebody was to knock and miss out on their wide receiver and would offer, you know, that somewhere between 20 and 31 um, on the board last night, they probably would have bit. Um, and it probably would have been the end of Brandon Ayuk in a, in a 49ers uniform. So I'm breathing a little easier, feeling like we'll get one more year and we'll see how that situation plays out. Don't want to lose talent. Listen, what I'm about to say, please don't misconstrue this. I, I too, am quite aware that Trey Lance has not played a lot of football in the NFL right now, and there's still a lot to be that he has to prove to win this job back. So I'm not under the disillusion that any team was going to be offering a first-round pick for this particular player. But I do start to think that if there was going to be movement on that player – Chatter would have picked up a lot last night during the draft in those lulls when teams feel like they're missing out or might have missed a guy and start already thinking about the alternatives. Hey, Chatter might have picked up a little bit more as to is there a second or third day compensation related to the movement. So I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident that Trey's going to get an opportunity here pending Brock's um, injury going into training camp to, to compete. And that's a good thing. It's a really good thing. You know, we we want him to be in a position to compete. I just talked about how the, the trade up to go get him, you know, has hindered some things, especially because we haven't been able to see what he can really do in, in a full season or know what we have in number five on this roster. So if I if I had to find the silver lining and I had to find a win from last night, because there weren't many of them for the San Francisco 49ers, it's Feel a little bit more confident that Ayuk is here for the 2023 season. Anything can happen in the early portion of, of, of night two. Um, and certainly the same can be said for Trey, but starting to feel like if we didn't hear that chatter kind of pick up, you know, there's what there's how the league might value him, and then, then there's how the 49ers might value them, right? A league, the league might say, Hey, I got a fourth and a seventh, right? Or a fourth this year and a fifth next year, or something along those lines. With 49, that might, that's probably just not enough to move on from him in terms of just like opportunity cost and what you gave up to him and the uncertainty around is Brock re- going to be ready to go right out of the gate? Hey, love to have this guy here. Let's see if he can reach that ceiling. And if he, and if he does and he plays well in the beginning, you don't even look back. You don't even look back. You just keep going, right? Like this is what you invested in. This is what you were hoping for. This is what you saw before you pulled the trigger. Number three, overall on Trey Lance. Like, so that's my silver lining. It is what it is. I wanted to get this out um, prior to um, round two rounds, two and three this evening. Uh, Tonight's a big night. Um, I know it's three picks. I know it's literally at the bottom here um, but there's an opportunity to for them to slide around uh, a little bit because keep in mind they don't pick early again tomorrow right they have no fourth round picks um, they're loaded with fifth and seventh round picks um, to to equate to the total 11 that they, that they have so let's see if they leverage those three picks um, if, 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 if it was up to me if I'm thinking about like where I would go I, I never think teams that are drafting based on need uh, is good business, right? I think when you have a deep team, you're just looking to add good players to your football team, re- regardless of the position. But if I'm being selfish, I think um, safety is, is a definitely a position need. I've been adamant about um, they need to figure out kind of the, 
I would say the 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 solution behind George Kittle. He's not going to be here forever. May not want to play football forever. Dude's living his best life, you know. And this offense uh, does hum when the tight end's involved. And George Kittle does a lot of things. Can they find a a tight end? Um, you know that that's kind of where I'm looking. And then I just I want to see BPA right, just best player available. If it happens to be at a position of need, fantastic. But let's just go find good football players that fit the build of what the uh, San Francisco 49ers are trying to accomplish. So that's it. I didn't want to be too long. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Best of luck to the the faithful the this evening as we sit and, you know, I would say ruin our mentality and destroy our minds <laughs> and agonize as we get through the the next two rounds uh, of the NFL draft. And I'll, I'll be back with a recap of that as well. But like I said, I uh, appreciate you passing by Island 49. I'm Weston Smith. Till next time. Thank you.